Sovereignty. Define sovereignty. Sovereignty is the supreme and uncontrollable power inherent in a state by which the state is governed. What are types of sovereignty? There are two kinds of sovereignty, political and legal. Political power to issue final command. It is the will of the people to choose its leader. Legal, the authority to enact laws and the constitution. Note, sovereignty may also be classified as internal or external. Internal refers to the power of the state to control its domestic affairs, while external refers to the power of the state to direct its relations with other states. Enumerate the characteristics of sovereignty. The following are the characteristics of sovereignty. Supreme, permanent, exclusive, imprescriptible, inalienable, comprehensive, and absolute. Is sovereignty still absolute? No. The concept of absolute sovereignty is now obsolete. A state alone can define its own destiny by our membership in the community of nations. That in itself is already a surrender of some aspects of sovereignty. The Constitution allows restriction of sovereignty. Tanyada versus Angara. Belligerent occupation. What happens to sovereignty during a belligerent occupation? During a belligerent occupation, sovereignty remains, but the exercise of sovereignty is suspended. Are political laws suspended during the belligerent occupation? Explain. Yes, the Hagi Convention considers all political laws suspended except for treason. This is because the rightful legal government does not have control, thus such relation of the government with the people are suspended. No. Political laws are laws that govern the relation of the government and the people and are deemed suspended but subject to revival. Explain why the law on treason still exists during an occupation of a belligerent government. During a belligerent occupation, treason still exists because his citizen owes an absolute and permanent allegiance to his government. In Laurel vs. Misa, petitioner was charged with treason for giving aid and comfort during the Japanese occupation. He filed for habeas corpus. The Supreme Court denied the petition for habeas corpus. There is no such thing as suspended allegiance. The relationship with the belligerent government is similar to the relation of a host state and a Filipino citizen which is sojourning in such a state. He must abide by laws of such state. However, he may only do so up to the extent that it does not amount to treason. Is the suspension of political laws applicable to military personnel? No. The Articles of War are not suspended during the belligerent occupation. In Rappi vs. Chief of Staff, petitioner was charged with murder. He claims that military laws are suspended during the Japanese occupation. The Supreme Court held that the rule of suspension of political laws are not applicable to military personnel. The rule of suspension is not intended for and does not bind the, the enemies in arms. After the cessation of the belligerent occupation, what happens to its political and municipal acts? After the cessation of belligerent occupation, the acts of belligerent government ceases if it is political in character. However, judicial and even legislative acts which are municipal in nature continues to remain in force except when rightful legal government issues an order or proclamation by the legal government that all municipal laws are abrogated. Ku Kim Chan versus Valdez Tanke What is the principle of postlimini? The principle of postlimini is a principle in international law. According to the principle, the fact that a territory which has been occupied by an enemy comes again into the power of its illegitimate government of sovereignty 
does not, except in a very few cases, wipe out the effects of acts done by an invader. In Kukim Chan versus Valdez Tanque, the respondent judge refused to take cognizance of a case initiated under the regime of the public established during the Japanese military occupation. He claims that the proclamation issued by General MacArthur after the occupation had the effect of invalidating and nullifying all judicial proceedings and judgments of the court of the Philippines under the said occupation. The Supreme Court disagreed and ruled that the proclamation did not cover judicial decisions. The Japanese were a belligerent occupation. It necessarily follows that the judicial acts and proceedings of the courts of justice of those governments, which are not of a political complexion, were good and valid, and by virtue of the well-known principle of postlimini in international law. Principle of Auto-Limitation Explain the Principle of Auto-Limitation under the principle of auto-limitation, any state may, by its consent, express or implied, submit to the restriction of its sovereign rights. Thus, there may be curtailment of what otherwise is power plenary in character. Is jurisdiction obligated under the principle of auto-limitation? No. Under the principle of auto-limitation, the Philippine government has not abdicated its sovereignty over the territory. The concept was given purely as a matter of committee courtesy or expediency. There is at the most diminution of jurisdictional rights, not its disappearance. Thus, foreign military bases in the Philippines are not and cannot be foreign territory. In People versus Guso, Respondent Guso was criminally charged after failing to avail of a building permit for the construction of a house. She claimed that due to the treaty and under the principle of auto-limitation, the municipal law requiring such a permit was not applicable as the area was within the U.S. naval base. The Supreme Court, Supreme Court ruled that the treaty had not rendered the municipal law inoperative as there was no abdication of sovereignty over the bases. The area retains its status as a native soil and is still subject to Philippine authority. Its jurisdiction will be diminished, but it does not disappear. Furthermore, the rights granted to the United States by the treaty ensure solely that the country and cannot be raised by the offender. Are the embassies considered as Philippine soil for purposes of criminal law? The areas occupied by diplomatic representatives or embassies remain to be Philippine territories and cannot be considered as extensions of the sending states. Note, the sending state only exercises primary jurisdiction. Associated state what is an association? An association is formed when two states of an equal power voluntarily establish durable links. One state, the associate, while maintaining its international status as a state, delegates certain responsibilities to the other, the principal. What is the purpose of an associated state? A concept under international law. The associated state arrangement has been used as a transitional device of former colonies on their way to full independence. Is the concept of associative relationship recognized by the Constitution? No. Associative relationships are not recognized by the Constitution. The concept of associative relationship implies powers that go beyond anything ever granted by the Constitution to any local or regional government. It also implies the recognition of the associated entity as a state. 
the Constitution, however, does not contemplate any state in this jurisdiction other than the Philippine state, much less does it provide for a transitory status that aims to prepare any part of Philippine territory for independence. In province of Cotabato versus the Government of the Republic of the Philippines, Peace Panel on Ancestral Domain, the constitutionality of Memorandum of Agreement entered into between the government and the more Islamic liberation was being questioned. The Supreme Court ruled that the Muwa'ad was unconstitutional for it contains many provisions which are consistent with the international legal concept of the association, a concept not recognized by the Constitution. It provides that the Bangsamoro Juridical Entity or BGA is free to enter into an economic operation and trade relations with foreign countries. In fact, the BGA or the, the Bagsamoro Judicial Entity meets the criteria of a state, not a mere autonomous region, but a state in all but its name. This runs counter to the national sovereignty and territorial integrity of the Republic. State Immunity What is the doctrine of state immunity? Under the doctrine of state immunity, a sovereign state in its political subdivisions cannot be sued in the courts except when it has given its consent. No. This is sometimes called the royal prerogative of a dishonesty. The state can do no wrong. Does state immunity stem from the constitution? No. State immunity under the constitution is nothing more than a recognition of sovereignty. The immunity still exists absent the constitution. What is the basis of state immunity? State immunity is based on logic that there can be no legal right against the authority which makes the law on which the right depends, Justice Holmes. What is the sociological propensity of the doctrine of state immunity? Absent state immunity, the demands and inconveniences of litigation will divert the time and resources of the state to the prejudice of the public welfare. It would be deviated from its primary purpose and the efficiency of the government would be hampered. When are acts of public officer not imputable to the state? Where a public officer acts without or in excess of his jurisdiction, any injury caused by him is his own personal liability and cannot be imputed to the state. If these officers are found liable, the, and they alone must satisfy the judgment. USA versus Ginto what is the extent of the immunity of the president? Jurisprudence has no discussion of the extent of immunity of the president. The immunity of the president is originally a case law doctrine. First, in Governor Force versus Chukutiako, it was ruled that Governor General could not be personally molted for civil damages for consequences of his acts performing his functions. Second, in Estrada versus Desierto, when the president was prosecuted, he was already ousted. And third, in all other cases, the civil actions were allowed against incumbent presidents because they were based on acts not official. The lack of authority must be palpable. Note, for the war on drugs, immunity applies because there is color of authority. However, the president may be charged if he rapes a girl with, because if the state can be sued while acting in proprietary function, with more reason, shall the officer, no matter how, I, how high his position may be soon. Suit against the state. What are the instances when the state is sued? The state is sued prima facie. 1. Generally, when the Republic is sued by name, 
Second, when the suit is against an unincorporated government agency. And third, when the suit is on its face against a government officer, but the case is such that ultimate liability will belong not to the officer but to the government. What is the test to determine if the suit is against the state? The test or the test to determine if a suit is against the state against the state is the question whether the ultimate liability would belong to the state. Thus, should the state be required to perform an affirmative act with the appropriation of the necessary amount to cover the damages awarded, it is a suit against the state. In Republic versus Sandoval, 12 Arailis were killed in a rally, the Minjula massacre, and their wives and their ears filed a complaint against the Republic and the military officers who were taught to be responsible for the deaths. The Supreme Court did not consider it as a suit against state. Even though the Republic was named as a defendant, the ultimate liability lies with the public officers and not the state as the former acted beyond their official functions in killing people. Is state immunity absolute? No. State immunity is not absolute. The state can be sued if, first, the state consents or, second, the if the act of the state was taking of private property without going through the proper government proceedings, amigably versus Cuenca. In this case, without proper expropriation or negotiated sale, the government used a portion of the lot of petitioner amigably and turned it into Mango and Gorodo Avenue. The Supreme Court ruled that petitioner may sue the government. The doctrine of state immunity cannot serve as an instrument for perpetrating injustice. If the government had followed the proper procedure, the petitioner, the petitioner would not be in the sad plaint that they are now. It is unthinkable that, then that precisely because there was a failure to abide by what the law requires, the government would stand to benefit. Enumerate exceptions to the rule that action against the Republic are sought against the state. The following were not considered as suits against the state. First, even if the Republic was sued by name, when the persons being sued were officers acting in excess of authority, which are not official acts. Second, a petition for mandamus or a petition to enjoin the government from doing an act mandated or prohibited by the constitution or law. Third, tax refunds. A taxpayer who claims to have overly paid taxes is not a suit against the state. And fourth, taking private property without going through proper government proceedings. Note, in these cases, the doctrine of state immunity cannot be invoked. Consent. What are the forms of consent? Consent may be expressed or manifested through general or special law and or implied by commencement of litigation or when the state enters into a contract. Is a recommendation to indemnify the victims by a fact-finding committee created to investigate the particular incident tantamount to consent to be sued? No. A recommendation of a fact-finding committee is not tantamount to consent of the state to be sued. In Republic versus Sandoval, a fact-finding commission was created by the president to investigate the killings of 12 rallyists, the Minjula massacre. The petitioners claimed that by the recommendation made by the commission for the government to indemnify the heirs and victims, the state has consented to be sued. The Supreme Court ruled that there was no consent by the state. Whatever may be the findings of the commission, the same shall only serve as the cause of action in the event that any party decides to litigate his or her claim. Therefore, the commission is merely a preliminary venue. The commission is not the end in itself. 
whatever recommendation it makes cannot in any way bind the state. Express consent. What is the general law providing for the standing consent of the state to be sued? The general law providing for the standing consent of the state to be sued is Act Number 8030. It states, The government consents to be sued upon any moneyed claim involving liability arising from contract expressed or implied which could serve as basis of civil action against private parties. Note, Act 3083 covers both express and implied contracts. Does said Act covers delicts and quasi-delicts? No, Act Number 8030 does not cover delicts and quasi-delicts. The praise consent to be sued upon uh, any money claim means that the consent is limited to money claims. This means that if there is an open manhole, a person injured by the open manhole cannot sue as a tort. Explain the praise which could serve as basis of civil action against private parties in Act, Act Number 8030. The praise which could serve as basis of civil actions against private parties means consent is given only for commercial functions. Act number 3080 does not apply to contracts entered into its sovereign or into its sovereign or governmental function. It only makes express what is meant to be implied. Thus, the consent to be sued does not extend to government agencies performing strictly governmental functions. In civil aeronautics administration versus CA, petitioner slipped and broke his tie bone while walking in the airport and sued the Ka'a. The Supreme Court ruled that Ka'a can be sued. It was created to manage the airport and perform primarily business or proprietary functions which operate to remove it from the purview of the rule on state immunity from suit. Implied Consent How may state give its consent to be sued impliedly? The state may impliedly give its consent to be sued. First, the state enters into a private contract. By entering into a contract, the sovereign state has descended to the level of the citizen and its consent to be used is implied from the very act of entering into such contract. Santos versus Santos. Exception! There is no implied consent if contracts are only incidental to the performance of a governmental function. Second, state enters into a primarily business operation. Exception, there is no implied consent if operation is only incidental to the performance of a governmental function, Mobile Philippines versus Customs Arrestry Services. Note, entry into contract is not conclusive as to the waiver of immunity of the government, Sanders versus Viridiano. The nature of the function is more determined factor in determining its suavility. Waiver of immunity is implied consent to be sued the same as waiver of state immunity? No, an implied consent to be sued is not the same as waiver of state immunity. When is there a waiver of state immunity? A state waives its immunity when, first, it takes the initiative in suit by filing a complaint against a private party, irrespective of whether or not it is in its proprietary or non-governmental capacity, and second, files a complaint and intervention. Proyland versus Pan-Oriental Shipping. Note, by asking an affirmative relief from the courts, the state thereby descends to the level of a private individual and thus open itself to whatever counterclaims or defenses the latter may have against it. Republic versus Sandigan Bayan. When is filing of a complaint not a waiver of state immunity? 
A state does not waive its immunity in filing a complaint if such complaint was filed merely to resist a claim against it because it is not a case where the state takes the initiative in an action against a private party. Lim versus Brownell. How is waiver of state immunity interpreted? The waiver of immunity being a derogation of sovereignty will not be inferred lightly but must be construed in strictissimi juris. Republic versus Feliciano. Can the president waive state immunity? No. The president cannot waive state immunity. Waiver of state immunity can only be made by the act of the legislative body. Republic versus Feliciano. In Republic versus Candubal, after 12 rallies were killed President Aquino in a speech promised that the governments would address the grievances of the ears. The Supreme Court ruled that the speech was not a waiver of state immunity. Whatever acts or utterances that then President Aquino may have done or said, the same are not tantamount to the state having waived its immunity from suit. By the speech alone, it cannot be inferred that the state has admitted any liability, much less can it be inferred that it has consented to the suit. Is failure to raise state immunity as a defense an implied waiver of immunity? No. It is now settled that the defense of state immunity may be invoked by the court sua sponte at any stage of the proceedings. Republic versus Feliciano. Suit against foreign states. Does state immunity apply with foreign states? Yes. State immunity applies insofar as other states are sought to be sued in the courts of the local state. Sikia versus Lopez. In Holy See versus Rosario. A sale of real estate owned by the Holy See was made to another party, prompting respondent as an interested party to try to annul the sale. The Supreme Court recognized that since the Pope prefers to conduct foreign relations and enter into transaction as the Holy See and not in the name of the Vatican City, one can conclude that in the Pope's own view, it is the Holy See that is the international person, thus state immunity applies. Why do foreign states enjoy immunity? Foreign states enjoy immunity on the basis of the principle of the sovereign equality of states. A state cannot assert jurisdiction over another in violation of the maxim, par in parem non habit imperium. A contrary attitude would unduly vex the peace of nations. Sander versus Berigiano. Note, the Latin phrase means an equal has no power over an equal. Under international law, what are the two theories on state immunity? Under international law, the two theories on state immunity are first, classical or absolute. A sovereign cannot, without its consent, be made a respondent in the course of another sovereign. And second, newer or restrictive. The immunity of the sovereign is recognized only with regard to public acts or jury imperie, but not with regard to private acts or jury gestiones, Ulysses versus Rosario. Does state immunity extend to officers of the parent state? Yes, state immunity extends to officers of the parent state, provided that they acted in their official capacity and within the scope of their authority, Sanders versus Berigiano. In that case, petitioner was a director of a U.S. Navy station and he wrote a letter explaining the demotion respondent Ross. In the letter, he explained that the respondent was difficult to supervise and alienated his co-workers. Respondent sued for libel. The Supreme Court dismissed the complaint for lack of jurisdiction. The court has ruled, or that ruled, given the official character of the above-described letters, 
petitioner was, legally speaking, being sued as officers of the U.S. government. As he acted on behalf of that government and within the scope of his authority, it is that government and not the petitioners personally that is responsible for their acts. Who determines whether a state or instrumentality is entitled to sovereign or diplomatic immunity? The Department of Foreign Affairs or DFA is the executive arm of government that determines whether a state or instrumentality is entitled to sovereign or diplomatic immunity. Is the determination of state or diplomatic immunity by the executive branch conclusive? Yes. The determination of sovereign or diplomatic immunity by the executive is a political question that is conclusive upon the courts. Once immunity is recognized and affirmed by the executive branch, it is the duty of the courts to accept this claim so as not to embarrass the executive arm of the government in conducting the country's foreign relations. Holy See versus Rosario. Government agencies. Distinguish an incorporated agency from an unincorporated agency. One distinguishing factor between an incorporated and uncorporated agency is the existence of a charter. First, incorporated agency has its own charter, a law creating it, and it is thus vested with a separate juridical personality. Example, City of Manila, University of the Philippines, the ESSS. An incorporated agency, second, has no charter and therefore has no separate juridical personality from the Philippine government. Example, Department of Justice, Government Printing Office. What is the test of suability for government agencies? The test of suability of government agencies are first, for incorporated agencies. Since an incorporated agency has a separate juridical personality from the government, it may be sued as its charter says so. If so, then regardless of the function it is performing, it is suable. Second, for unincorporated agencies having no separate juridical personality from the government, A. It is performing proprietary or business functions. It is suable. B. If it is performing governmental function, it is not suable. In Bureau of Printing, a versus Bureau of Printing Employees Association, a complaint was filed by the BOP employees for unfair labor practices against the BOP. The Supreme Court ruled that the BOP cannot be sued having no separate corporate existence from the government. Any such action or proceeding against it, if it were to produce any effect, would eventually be sued against the government. Thus, an incorporated agency, primarily performing governmental functions, lose its immunity by performing incidental proprietary or business functions? No. An an unincorporated government agency, primarily performing governmental functions, does not lose its immunity for performing incidental business or proprietary functions. In BOP versus BOP Employees Association, a complaint was filed by the BOP employees for unfair labor practices against the BOP. The Supreme Court ruled that non-suvability of the state is available to the agency, even if it is shown that it is engaged. <coughs> not only in governmental functions, but also as a sideline or incidentally in proprietary or business functions. Government-owned or controlled corporation. What are the two class of corporations? Explain. The two types of corporations are 1. Private corporation created under general law. The general law is currently the revised corporation code. Note. 
This means that only corporations created under general law can qualify as private corporations. Congress cannot enact a law creating a private corporation. Feliciano versus COA. Government-owned or controlled corporation or GOCC is created by special charter, ACA original charters. Example, Employees Compensation Commission, Integrated Bar of the Philippines. Note, this means that there are GOCCs created by general law sometimes referred to as dioceses without original charter and are therefore created under the revised corporation code. Are all private corporations subject to suit? Yes. The corporation code, revised corporation, general law expressly declares that all entities or corporations created under it has capacity to sue and be sued. If a state owns stock in a private corporation, will it be immune from suit? No. Although the state may own stock or property of a, of a private corporation by engaging in business operations through the corporation, the state divests itself so far as of its sovereign character and by implication consents to suits against the corporation. National Airport Corporation versus Teodoro. Are GOCCs with special original charges subject to suit? It depends. The immunity of the IGCC with special or original charter is determined by the character of the objects for which the entity was organized. First, the, if the GOCC was organized to perform sovereign functions, it is immune. And second, if the GOCC was organized for non-sovereign functions, there is no immunity. Civil Aeronautics Administration versus CA. Note. A GOCC created with special or original charter that provides that it cannot be sold can still be sold if the functions performed are purely commercial. Local government units are LGOs immune from suit. LGOs should be immune from suit but are not. Municipal corporations like provinces and cities are agencies of the state when they are engaged in governmental functions and therefore should enjoy the sovereign immunity from suit. Nevertheless, they are subject to suit even in the performance of such functions because their charter provides that they can sue and be sued. Municipal of San Fernando versus Fermi. What is the charter of the LGOs? The charter of the LGOs is the local government code. Under the local government code, all political subdivisions have the capacity to sue and be sued. It is an express waiver of immunity through a general law. Are LGOs unincorporated or incorporated? LGOs are incorporated. They have a charter. Execution, appropriation, garnishment. When the state gives its consent to be sued, does it mean that it consents to the execution of the judgment? No. Whenever the state consents to be sued, the state is only giving the complainant the opportunity to prove its claim. It does not mean that the state consents to the execution of the judgment. Republic versus Biliasor. Thus, giving consent to be sued does not mean that private parties can automatically recover from the state, even if they probe their claim. What is necessary before private parties can execute a judgment against the state? The execution of judgment against the state requires another waiver, lacking which the decision cannot be enforced against the state. Under Article 6, Section 29, no money shall be paid out of the treasury except in pursuance of an appropriation made by law. Can public funds be garnished by the court? No. Public funds cannot be garnished by the court. A corollary to the rule on immunity is that public funds cannot be the object of garnishment proceeding even if the consent to be sued had been previously granted and the state liability adjudged. 
Why is it that public funds cannot be garnished? The reason why public funds cannot be garnished is for the consideration of public policy. Thus, the power of the courts ends when the judgment is rendered, since government funds and properties may not be seized under writs of execution or garnishment so to satisfy such judgment. Republic versus Biliasor. Incorporated agencies. Can funds of incorporated agencies be garnished? Yes, funds of incorporated agencies may be garnished. In Philippine National Bank versus Pabalan, the judge issued a writ of execution and garnished the funds of the Philippine Berenia Tobacco Administration. The Supreme Court ruled that the funds of public corporation could properly be made the object of a notice of garnishment. Being a government-owned entity does not follow through that they were exempt from garnishment. Having a personality of its own distinct and separate from that of the government, it may be sued and may be sued and may be subjected to court processes just like any other corporation. Unincorporated agencies. Can funds of unincorporated agencies be garnished? No. Funds of unincorporated agencies cannot be garnished. In Republic versus Biliasor, the judge issued a writ of execution and garnished the funds of the armed forces of the Philippines. The Supreme Court ruled that the writ of execution was void as the suit was against the state. Being public funds, it cannot be the object of garnishment proceeding even if the consent to be sued had been previously granted in the state liability adjudged. This rule applies even on salaries accrued in favor of an employee. Can a judgment creditor attach the salaries of an employee to or unincorporated agency? No, a judgment creditor cannot attach the salary of an employee of an incorporated agency. Suable geocities. Can funds of geocities without original or special charter, like geocities created under general law, corporation code, be garnished? Yes. Funds of geocities without original or special charter can be garnished. In PNB versus CRR, the judge issued a notice of garnishment to PNB to, for the funds of People's Home Site and Housing Corporation, a government-owned entity. PNB sought to quash the order by claiming that the funds were possibly public in character. The Supreme Court ruled that garnishment was valid. The funds of the PHC was not public in character. PHC as a personality of its own, separate and distinct from the government with the capacity to sue and be sued. When the government enters into a commercial business, it abandons its sovereign capacity and is to be treated like any other corporation. Local government units. Are the funds of religious subject to garnishment? Generally, no. Public funds are not subject to levy or execution, particularly the properties of a municipality, whether real or personal, which are necessary for public use, cannot be attached and sold at execution sale to satisfy a money judgment against the municipality. Municipality of Makati versus say, Note this is because the charters of the LGO only deal with suability and not liability. When are funds public in character? Funds are public in character if it is appropriated by law to the GOCC for a specific purpose. Such appropriation by Congress for a specific purpose is untouchable and not subject to garnishment. However, if the appropriation covers all other obligations, it may be garnished. Note, even if there is a deficiency in the compensation for property that is expropriated, such deficiency cannot be taken from public funds. What if the LGO fund was already earmarked? May it be subject to garnishment? No.
even it already earmarked funds as long as they remain in the treasury are still considered as public funds not subject to garnishment. What is required before funds of the LGO may be subject to garnishment? In order to garnish the public funds of the LGO, it is required that there is an ordinance appropriating from its public funds an amount corresponding to the balance due under the court's decision, Municipality of Makati versus CAE. In case a LGO refuses to issue an ordinance appropriating funds for the judgments against it, what is the remedy? Where a municipality fails or refuses without justifiable reason to effect payment of a, finance, of a final money judgment rendered against it, the claimant may avail of the remedy of mandamus in order to compel the enactment and approval of the necessary appropriation ordinance and the corresponding disbursement of municipal funds, therefore. Is the remedy of mandamus available against the national government? No. The remedy of mandamus is only applicable for LGOs and not for the national government. The court cannot compel Congress to appropriate funds for whatever judgment the court render against it. Declaration of Principles and State Policies, Article 2, Section 1, states, The Philippines is a democratic and republican state. Sovereignty resides in the people and all government authority emanates from them. General Matters Differentiate Policies from Principles The difference between policies and principles is merely academic. Principles are inherent to the rules in the state of our government, while policies are made obligatory because of the rule of law requiring it. Note, although the Constitution divided Article 2 into two parts, Section 1 to 6 for state principles and Section 7 to 28 are state policies, they are used interchangeably. What is a self-executing provision? A self-executing provision is one that is complete in itself and becomes operative without the aid of supplementary or enabling legislation or one that supplies sufficient rules by means of which the right it grants may be enjoyed or protected. Thus, a constitutional provision is self-executing if the nature and extent of the right conferred and the liability imposed are fixed by the constitution itself so that they can be determined by an examination and construction of its terms and there is no language indicating that the subject is referred to the legislature or to the legislature for action. Manila Prince Hotel versus GSIS In case of doubt as to whether a provision is self-executing, what is the presumption? In case of doubt, the presumption is that the provision is self-executing. The presumption now is that all provisions of the Constitution are self-executing unless it is expressly provided that a legislative act is necessary to enforce a constitutional mandate. Manila Prince Hotel versus GSIS When is provision not self-executing. Your provision is not self-executing when it lays down a general principle. How is Article 2 characterized in general? In general, since the provision of Article 2 merely provides for general principles, they are characterized as not executory. It merely provides standards and guidelines for the interpretation of laws for the judiciary as well as the implementation of policies by the President. Can Congress still enact legislation to facilitate the exercise of powers directly granted by the Constitution? Yes. Congress may enact legislation to facilitate the exercise of powers directly granted by the Constitution since a self-executing provision does not necessarily exhaust the legislative power on the subject. However, 
any legislation must be in harmony with the Constitution, further the exercise of constitutional right, and make it more available. Note, the creation of subsequent legislation for a constitutional provision does not necessarily mean that by itself the provision is not fully enforceable. What is the danger if the provisions are not self-executing? If the constitutional provisions are treated as not self-executing and requiring legislation, the legislature would have the power to ignore and practically nullify the mandate of the fundamental law. Example, the provision on political dynasties. The Constitution grants Congress the right to define what a political dynasty is and their inaction has nullified the provision. Republicanism What is the essence of republicanism? Republicanism is representation and renovation, that is, to change or replace those elected. It is the selection by the citizenry of a course of public functionaries who derive their mandate from the people and act on their behalf, serving for a limited period only, after which they are replaced or retained at the option of their principal. What are the manifestations of a Republican state? The manifestations of a Republican state are... 1. Government of law and not of men. 2. Rule of majority. 3. Accountability. 4. Bill of rights. 5. Election. 7. Separation of powers. 7. Delegation of powers. and 8. Blending of powers. Explain the praise, a government of law and not of men. Good intentions alone do not justify an act for there must be a law. The principles upon which the institutions of government rest show that they do not mean to leave room for the play and action of purely personal and arbitrary power. No officer, no matter how high his position, is above the law. In Villa Vicencio v. Lokban, the Supreme Court said that while the actions of the mayor of sending women of ill repute to Davao with the intention of suppressing the social evil was commendable, his methods were unlawful. Compare Villa Vicencio with Knights of Rizal. In Knights of Rizal v. DMCI, it was held that there was no indication that the Torre de Manila project brings any harm, danger, or hazard to the people in the surrounding areas except that the building allegedly poses an unsightly view on the taking of photos or the visual appreciation of the Rizal monument by locals and tourists. The Supreme Court, in upholding the structure, ruled that there is no law that prohibits the MCI from building that structure Insofar as rights are concerned, these rights are absolute unless there is a law that restricts them. The state and its elements. What is a state? A state has been referred to as a body politic organized by common consent for mutual defense and mutual safety and to promote the general welfare. CIR versus Ruida. Distinguished state from nation. A state is a legal concept while a nation is an ethnic concept. It is a juridical personification of the nation. For the purpose of the constitution, the terms are not distinct. What are the elements of a state? Explain briefly. The elements of a state are people, the population must be self-sufficient for perpetuity, fixed territory, a fixed portion of the earth capable of supporting life, and government that institution or aggregate of institutions by which an independent society makes and carries out those rules of actions which are necessary to enable men to live in a social state or which are imposed upon the people forming that society by those who possess the power or authority of prescribing them. 
Bakani versus National Coconut Corporation. And the last is sovereignty. Government functions. Is government the same as administration? No. The government is an essential element of those states while the administration refers only to those running the government. An administration changes upon election of president. Classify the traditional functions of government. The traditional functions of the government can be classified as either a constituent functions which compulsory functions constitute the very bonds of society, Bakane versus National Coconut Corporation, and ministrant functions, those that are undertaken only by way of advancing the general interests of society and are merely optional. Enumerate the eight constituent functions. The following are the constituent functions of government. 1. The keeping of order and providing for the protection of persons and property from violence and robbery. 2. The fixing of the legal relations between man and wife and between parents and children. The regulation of the holding, transmission, and interchange of property and the determination of its liabilities for debt or for crime. The determination of contract rights between individuals, the definition and punishment of crime, the administration of justice in civil cases, the determination of the political duties, privileges, and relations of citizens, and dealings of the state with foreign powers, the preservation of the state from external danger or encroachment, and the advancement of its international interests. Enumerate the five important ministrant functions. The five important ministrant functions are public works, public education, public charity, health and safety regulations, and regulations of trade and industry. Is the distinction between constituent and ministrant functions still significant? No, the distinction between constituent and ministrant functions continue to lose their well-defined boundaries. In Philippine Virginia Tobacco Administration versus CIR, employees of petitioner were claiming unpaid overtime compensation. The Philippine Virginia Tobacco claims that there was lack of jurisdiction as it was exercising governmental functions. The Supreme Court ruled that just because the petitioner is engaged in governmental rather than proprietary functions, that the labor controversy was beyond the jurisdiction of the court. The growing complexities of modern society, however, have rendered this traditional classification of the functions of government quite unrealistic, not to say obsolete. Does the performance of a governmental function automatically make one part of the government? No. A corporation performing governmental function does not acquire the status of being a part of the government for the simple reason that it does not come under the classification of municipal or public corporation. In Bakane versus National Coconut Corporation, respondent Nakuko was claiming it was a government entity under the revised administrative code which exempts it from the stenographer's fee. The Supreme Court ruled that Nakuko did not acquire the status of being part of the government for performing governmental functions. The fact that the government is a majority stockholder is not sufficient to make it public corporation. Kinds of Government Classify the different kinds of government. Governments can be classified as according to legitimacy, de jure or de facto. Second, according to execution, which is presidential or parliamentary. And third, according to concentration of powers. These are unitary or federalism. Briefly compare a de jure government from a de facto government. 
A diuri government has legal title but has no control either because it was withdrawn from exercise of power or that it has not yet entered into the exercise of such power. A de facto government, on the other hand, is a government of fact. A usurper. Classify the type of government under President Cory Aquino and President Gloria Macabagal Arroyo. Both governments under President Cory Aquino and Gloria Macabagal Arroyo were diuri. Under President Aquino, the government was established by authority of the legitimate sovereign, the people. It was a revolutionary government established in defiance of the 1973 Constitution. In a re letter of Associate Justice Puno, under President J.M.A., former President Estrada was deemed to have resigned, thereby leaving the office vacant. The resignation of President Estrada was based on the Angara Diary, Estrada versus Arroyo. What are the three kinds of de facto government? The three kinds of de facto government are 1. First kind, de facto in the proper legal sense, that government that gets possession and control of or usurps by force or by the voice of the majority, the rightful legal governments and maintains itself against the will of the latter. Second, which is the second kind, de facto by means of military forces, aka belligerent government of paramount force, and third kind, established as an independent government by the inhabitants of a country who rise in insurrection against the present state in revolt against the second or third kind of de facto government. What are the characteristics of a belligerent government of paramount force? The characteristics of a belligerent government are 1. Its existence is maintained by active military power with the territories. 2. While it exists, it necessarily be obeyed in civil matters by private citizens who, by acts of obedience rendered in submission to such force, do not become responsible or wrongdoers for those acts, though not warranted by the laws of the rightful government. In Kukim Chan versus Valdez Tan Ke, the Imperial Japanese forces occupied the city of Manila. The Supreme Court determined the type of government during the Japanese occupation was a belligerent government of paramount force because the government is maintained by an active military power and generally the people by submitting to that force cannot be considered as wrongdoers. What is the extent of authority of the belligerent government? The belligerent is mandated to preserve the public order and safety of the occupied territory and although it shall suspend political laws, it shall maintain municipal laws unless the belligerent promulgates a new law or amended such municipal law. Kukim Chan versus Baldistanke. Declaration of Principle and State Policies, Article 2, Section 2 states, the Philippines renounces war as an instrument of national policy, adopts the generally accepted principles of international law as part of the law of the land, and adheres to the policy of peace, equality, justice, freedom, cooperation, and amity with all nations. What are the principles under Section 2? Under Section 2 are the following principles. 1. The state renounces war as an instrument of national policies and adopts the principles of international law as part of the laws of the land. Second. Amity with all nations. In third, civilian authorities at all times prevail over the military. If President Duterte declared his disgust and President Obama, is there a violation of amity with all nations? No. The declaration of amity does not automatically establish diplomatic policies with all states. The Philippines can still choose who it wants relations with. 
What are the two ways of making international law a part of the law of the land? The two ways of making international law as part of the law of the land are one by transformation, there is a legislative mechanism involved, and by incorporation, the international law is adhered thereto without positive act of the government. Note that there may still be a need for transformation or a legislative act because not all international law have the characteristics of general principle of international law. Can the Philippines engage in offensive war? No. The Philippines cannot engage in offensive war. International law provides that member states renounce war, thus, under the doctrine of incorporation, such international law is deemed part of the law of the land. What is an example of norm made binding to the state? An example of norm made binding to the state is the case of Pu Liamansaris versus Comelec, where the Supreme Court applied the international law to foundlings by giving them citizenship of the place where they are found. What are the components of the general principles of law recognized by civilized nations? The components of general principles of law recognized by civilized nations are 1. Widespread and consistent state practice. The state must, in general, have a practice of according immunity to a visiting head of state. Second, opinio juris usually translated as a belief in legal obligation that is, states must accord immunity because they believe they have a legal duty to do so. It is correct to contend that a war tribunal is without any legal basis if the Philippines was never a signatory to the Hakip Convention. Incorrect. Even if the Philippines was never a signatory of the Hague Convention under the doctrine of incorporation, the Hague Convention, the Geneva Convention, and significant precedents of international jurisprudence established by the United Nations are considered generally accepted principles of international law which form part of the law of our nation even if the Philippines is not a signatory to the said conventions. Koroda versus Halandone Declaration of Principles and State Policies, Article 2, Section 3, States Civilian authority is at all times supreme over the military. The armed forces of the Philippines is the protector of the people and the state. Its goal is to secure the sovereignty of the state and the integrity of the national territory. Is the supremacy of civilian authority over the military only during times of peace? No. Civilian authority is supreme over the military even in times of war since the Constitution provides at all times. What is a manifestation of principle of civilian authority? The principle of supremacy of civilian authority is manifested in the recognition of the Constitution that the President is the Commander-in-Chief, which is the highest civilian authority of the armed forces of the Philippines and the members of the EFP. May members of the EFP engage in codita? It depends. According to Senator Enrile, if they succeed in overthrowing the government, they are justified in breaking the chain of command. In Unasan the second versus the panel of investigating prosecutors of the Department of Justice, petitioners were convicted because they failed in their attempt. Thus, it is said that this constitutional duty can only be used as justification for military adventurism as long as they succeed but not when they fail. Declaration of Principles and State Policies, Article 2, Section 4 states, 
The prime duty of the government is to serve and protect the people. The government may call upon the people to defend the state and, in the fulfillment thereof, all citizens may be required under conditions provided by law to render personal, military, or civil service. How does the government perform its prime duty to serve the, and protect the people? In order to perform its prime duty to serve the people, Article 3, Section 4 provides that the government may call upon citizens to render specific services. Under the compulsory service of Section 4, what are the choices of services that may be rendered? Personal military service or personal civil service. Supposing the religion of the citizen does not allow him to join the military, should the religion of the citizen disallow him for joining the military, he may still be compelled. The duty of the government to defend the state cannot be performed except through an army. A person may be compelled by force if need be against his will, against his pecuniary interest, and even against his religious or political convictions. The primary duty of the government is to protect the liberties under the Bill of Rights, and in order to do so, it must continue to exist. As between the Bill of Rights and the existence of the state, the existence of the state is primordial. People versus Lagman Note, and U.S. versus Singer, the accused was charged for violating the compulsory military service. In doing so, he successfully invoked religious freedom. Unlike the U.S., in the Philippines, every citizen can be compelled to render military service. In order to be compelled by the government, it is or is it required that there is an impending war? No, an impending war is not necessary for the government to impose compulsory military service. What justifies compulsory military service is the defense of the state whether actual or whether in preparation to make it more effective in case of need. People versus Lagman Declaration of Principles in State Policies, Article 2, Section 5 states, The maintenance of peace and order, the protection of life, liberty and property, and promotion of the general welfare are essential for the enjoyment of all the people of the blessings of democracy. Declaration of Principles and State Policies, Article 2, Section 6 The separation of church and state shall be inviolable. Why is it not better to unite the church and the state? The separation of church and state is intended to preserve the integrity of both institutions. The bloodiest and cruelest war are those in the holy wars. Is the separation of... A denial of influence of religion on state affairs? No. The separation of church and state is not a denial of influence of religion on state affairs. State affairs may be influenced by religion in adjudicating issues. The word church in Article 3, Section 6 refers to any form of exercise of religion, not the structure, estrada versus escritor. As long as religion does not destroy the moral fiber in which the state is built, the separation must be allowed. How to determine if something is a religion? A religion exists when 1. There is a belief in a higher being which is not a mere philosophy. 2. It must impose a moral code transcending personal belief. 3. There is demonstrable sincerity. and 4. The belief must be shared by others. Explain the prohibition of against appropriation of public money or property for the benefit of religion. In relation to this article, Section 29 prohibits the appropriation of public money or property for the benefit of a religion. 
it is important to first determine if the main purpose of governmental act was for religion, that is, a profession for a higher being. However, it does not mean that the use of public funds is prohibited simply because there is a color of religion. In Aglipay versus Ruiz, petitioner claimed that the director of posts violated the separation of church and state when postage stamps commemorative of the 33rd International Eucharist Congress were issued and sold. The Supreme Court ruled that there was no violation of the separation of church and state. The government should not be embarrassed in the activity simply because of incidental results, more or less religious in character, if the purpose had in view is one which could legitimately be undertaken by appropriate legislation. The main purpose should not be frustrated by its subordinate to mere incidental results not contemplated. What is the test? to determine if an appropriation violates the separation of church and state. The lemon test is used to determine if an appropriation violates the separation of church and state. First, there must be a secular legislative purpose in the activity. Second, no inhibition nor advancement of religion. And third, there is no excessive entanglement in the religion. In Garzes versus Estenzo, there was a purchase of the image of the patron saint. The Supreme Court found that it was not violative of the separation of church and state because it had a secular legislative purpose of celebrating of the Barrio Fiesta, which honored the said patron saint. The Barrio Fiesta is a socio-religious affair and its celebration is an ingrained tradition in rural communities which relieve the monotony and drudgery of the lives of the masses. Another consideration by the court was that the funds used for the purchase of the image of the saint came from private individuals and is considered as private property. Note in Aglipay, there was no violation of the separation of church and state because of the secular legislative purpose of tourism and the religious color was merely incidental. The main objective was to promote the venue of Manila and not the religious activity. Are all acts done by religious considered ecclesiastical? No, not all acts by religious or by the religious are ecclesiastical. In the uses of Bakulod versus Kamalek, the Kamalek ordered petitioner to remove tarpaulins which called members of Congress voting for the Reproductive Health Bill as Tim Patay. Being a bishop, the petitioner claimed that the Kamalek violated the free exercise of religion. The Supreme Court ruled that there was no violation of the free exercise of religion. It clarified that their powers of adjudication cannot be blinded by bare claims that acts are religious in nature for not all acts done by the religious are religious. Their acts may also have secular existence, may be secular and exist within a society that is regulated by law. Are internal conflicts of religious sects beyond the jurisdiction of the courts? Generally, yes. Internal conflicts of religious sects are beyond the jurisdiction of the courts. These are matters best left to the discretion of the officials in the laws and canons of said institution or organization. It is not for the courts to exercise control over such church authorities in the performance of their discretionary and official functions, such as excommunication. Rather, it is for the members of religious institutions or organizations to conform to just church regulations. Tarok versus De La Cruz When do courts have jurisdiction on internal conflicts of religious sects? The courts can take jurisdiction over internal conflicts of religious sects when such internal conflict is intertwined with civil rights. 
civil courts may review an action of the ecclesiastical courts or authorities to determine if the procedure laid down in the constitution of the church was followed, where decision of an ecclesiastical court plainly violates the law it professes to administer or is in conflict with the laws of the land. The civil courts have jurisdiction to incur into the regularity of their procedure. Funashir versus CA. Declaration of State Principles and State Policies Article 2, Section 7 states The states shall pursue an independent foreign policy. In its relations with other states, the paramount consideration shall be national sovereignty, territorial integrity, national interest, and the right to self-determination. What is the primary consideration of Section 7? Section 7 mandates an independent foreign policy. Does an independent foreign policy prohibit multi multilateral policies? No. While an independent foreign policy does not prohibit multilateral policies, it does not encourage the unlimited entry. In Tanyada versus Angara, the contention was the entry of the Philippines in the World Trade Organization would open the country to other products without duties. The Supreme Court disagreed. The Filipino first policy does not make our products and services exclusive as to availability. The Constitution requires the pursuit of a trade policy that serves the general welfare and utilizes all forms and arrangements of exchange on the basis of equality and reciprocity and thus policies should be the most competitive. What Section 7 frowns upon is unfair competition. Competition should be in the same footing. It does not mean autarky or economic seclusion. Rather, it means avoiding mendicancy in the international community. Is the expression of admiration of apparent presidency by the incumbent president a violation of independent parent policy? No. An admiration of apparent presidency does not violate the independent foreign policy. An independent foreign policy does not dictate that the Philippines becomes a hermit state. The president being the chief may establish diplomatic ties as long as we do not abdicate our sovereignty. Declaration of Principles in State Policies Article 2, Section 8 states, the Philippines, consistent with the national interests, adopts and pursues a policy of freedom from nuclear weapons in its territory. Questions. What is the policy of the state regarding nuclear weapons? Explain. The state adopts a policy of freedom from nuclear weapons. The prohibition covers possession, control, and the manufacture of nuclear weapons as well as nuclear arms tests. Does the policy on freedom from nuclear weapons extend to foreign military bases in the Philippines? Yes. An agreement with bases or the presence of troops must embody the policy of freedom from nuclear weapons. Is the policy of freedom from nuclear weapons absolute? No. If the presence of nuclear weapons is consistent with national interest, it may be allowed. Why was the Bataan nuclear plant allowed? The Bataan nuclear plant was allowed because what is prohibited is nuclear weapon and not nuclear energy. Declaration of Principles and State Policies Article 2, Section 9 states, The state shall promote a just and dynamic social order that will ensure the prosperity and independence of the nation and free the people from poverty through policies that provide adequate social services, promote full employment, a rising standard of living, and an improved quality of life for all. Section 10. 
the state shall promote social justice in all phases of national development. Questions. What is social justice? Social justice is neither communism, nor despotism, nor atomism, nor anarchy, but the humanization of laws and the equalization of social and economic forces by the state, so that justice in its rational and objectively secular conception may at least be approximated. Explain social justice as explained in Kalalang versus Williams. Social justice means the promotion of the welfare of the, all the people, the adoption of, by the government of measures calculated to ensure economic stability of all the competent elements of society through the maintenance of proper economic and social equilibrium in the interrelations of the members of the community constitutionally through the adoption of measures legally justifiable or extra-constitutionally through the exercise of powers underlying the existence of all governments on the time-honored principle of Salus Populi es Suprema Lex. Note, Salus Populi es Suprema Lex means let the good of the people be the supreme law. Explain social justice in brief. In short, social justice is the promotion of the welfare of people in the concept of 1. Stewardship of property ownership, the property must be for the benefit not only for the owner but also the public. 2. On labor, social justice in these cases is not equality or equality but protection. Undoy versus Ignacio. And 3. Human rights, the state shall value the dignity of every human person and shall guarantee full respect for human rights. May social justice be invoked to compel individuals to enter into contracts? No. Social justice may not be invoked to compel individuals to enter into contracts. In the absence of any regulation require the property owner as to who to sell to, social justice cannot be invoked to trample on the rights of property owners who under the Constitution are also entitled to protection. It is not intended to take away rights from a person and give them to another who is not entitled thereto. Salonga versus Farales Declaration of Principles and State Policies, Article 2, Section 11 states, The state values the dignity of every human person and guarantees full respect for human rights. Question. What is the right to security? The right to security of a person is a guarantee of the secure quality of his life. If a person's right to security is threatened, does he have a constitutional basis to claim protection? Yes. The right to security may be based on Article 2, Section 11, where the state is said to value the dignity of every human person and guarantees full respect for human rights. In Secretary of National Defense versus Manalo, petitioners were kidnapped and tortured for months by the Citizen Armed Forces Geographical Unit. An application for writ of amparo was granted despite having attained freedom. The Supreme Court found that the issuance of the writ was proper. It considered that while there is no right to security expressly mentioned in Article 3 of the 1987 Constitution, there should be an expansive recognition of the right to security of person in view of Article 2, Section 2. What is the purpose of writ of amparo? The purpose of writ of amparo is freedom from fear, any threat to the rights to life, liberty, or security is an actionable wrong. It is a remedy that provides rapid judicial relief, 
as it partakes of a summary proceeding that requires only substantial evidence to make the appropriate reliefs available to the petitioner. What are the types of writs of amparo? The different types of writ of amparo are 1. Amparo Libertad for the protection of personal freedom equivalent to the habeas corpus writ. 2. Amparo Contra Lies for the juridical or for the judicial review of the constitutionality of statutes. 3. Amparo Cassation for the judicial review of the constitutionality and legality of a judicial decision. 4. Amparo Administrativo for the judicial review of administrative actions and fifth, amparo agrario for the protection of peasants' rights derived from the agrarian reform process. Declaration of Principles in State Policies, Article 2, Section 12 states, The state recognizes the sanctity of family life and shall protect and strengthen the family as a basic autonomous social institution. It shall equally protect the life of the mother and the life of the unborn from conception, the natural and primary right and duty of parents in the rearing of the youth for civic efficiency, and the development of moral character shall receive the support of the government. Family and Marriage Questions What is the meaning of family in Section 12? Family under Article 2, Section 12 means a stable heterosexual relationship. What is the foundation of a family? Marriage as an inviolable social institution is the foundation of the family and shall be protected by the state. What is the purpose of declaring the family as an autonomous social institution? The family is declared as an autonomous social institution in order to protect it from instrumentalization by the state. The family is not a creature of the state. Is there an absolute prohibition on divorce? No, there is no absolute provision in divorce in the Philippines. Is same-sex marriage allowed in the Philippines? No, taking into consideration our customs and traditions, same-sex marriage is not allowed in the Philippines. Note, the United States Supreme Court ruled that it may be about time to recognize same-sex marriage. In the U.S., the preference of the parties and their personal choices in marriage is essential from the lens of equal protection. Their constitution promised liberties which include personal choices and individual activity, autonomy including identity and belief. Unborn From what stage does the right to be protected begin? The right to protection begins when there is life. There is life from the moment of conception, which means fertilization, where the ovum is fertilized by the egg. What is the proof that the life begins in fertilization and not in implantation? The scientific proof that life begins at fertilization and not implantation is that all living organisms take nutrients and this begins upon fertilization. The fertilized ovum begins to grow after taking nutrients. The 46 chromosomes that take in nutrients and grow is already a sign of life. Since the existence of having 46 chromosomes is exclusive only to human beings, that life is already a human being. Can Congress determine when life begins? No. Congress has no authority to determine when life begins. The policy provides when the start of life is at fertilization of conception where the ovum is fertilized by the sperm. Gabriel Lecture, citing Imbong versus Ochoa. 
Why is the protection to life made to begin from the time of conception? The protection to life begins from the time of conception in order to prevent the state from adopting the doctrine of the U.S. Supreme Court in Roe v. Wade. Note, in Roe v. Wade, the abortion law was liberalized up to the sixth month of pregnancy. Right and duty of parents How does the Constitution describe the authority of parents? The right and duty of parents to rear their children is not only described as natural but also as primary. The qualifier primary connotes the parent's superior right over the state in upbringing of their children. What is the implication of recognizing the primary duty of parents in rearing their children? The implication of recognizing the primary duty of parents is that parents are not only given the privilege of exercising their authority over their children, they are equally obliged to exercise this authority conscientiously. Samahan ng mga progresibong kabataan or Spark versus Quezon City. Is the right to rear children exclusive to parents? No. Where minors are involved, the state acts as parents' patrie. While parents have the primary role in child rearing, it should be stressed that when actions concerning the child have a relation to the public welfare or the well-being of the child, the state may act to promote these legitimate interests. Spark versus Quezon City. What is parents' patrie? Parents' patrie is the duty of protecting the rights of persons or individuals who because of age or incapacity are in an inforable or unfavorable position vis-a-way other parties. The state as parents' patrie has the inherent right and duty to aid parents in the moral development of their children. When can state exercise parents' patrie? As parents' patrie, the state has the authority and duty to step or to step in where parents fail or are unable to cope with their duties to their children. Cite instances where parents' patrie was improperly exercised. Jurisprudence has held that the following are improper application of parents' patrie. 1. The state cannot prohibit the teaching of foreign languages to children. Mayor versus Nebraska. 2. The state cannot require that children attend only public schools before they reach a certain age for children are not merely or not mere creatures of the state, peers versus society of teachers. And third, the state cannot require children to continue schooling beyond a certain age, Wisconsin versus Uder. Right of the unborn. Does the protection of the unborn mean that the unborn is a legal person? No, the protection is not an assertion that the unborn is a legal person. Does the protection of the unborn mean that the life of the unborn is at the same level of the life of the mother? No. When necessary to save the life of the mother, the life of the unborn may be sacrificed, but not when the suffering is merely to save the mother from emotional suffering. What are abortifacients? Abortifacient contraceptives are those that stop the opportunity for the fertilized ovum to reach the uterus. These are contraceptives that kill or destroy the fertilized ovum. Can Congress determine what are abortifacients? No, the Congress cannot determine what are uh, abortifacients as long as the drugs fall under the tree. It is prohibited. 1. One that includes abortion. 2. One that prevents the fertilized ovum from reaching and be implanting in the mother's womb. And three, induces the destruction of a fetus inside the mother's womb. Imbong versus Utsuwa. 
Does the Constitution ban all types of contraceptives? No. The Constitution only bans abortifacients and abortion and any other contraceptive is allowed. In Imbong versus Otsua, petitioners were assailing the constitutionality of responsible parental and reproductive health. The Supreme Court declared certain sections of the law as unconstitutional. It explained that the section which added the qualifier primarily in defining abortifacients and contraceptives redefined abortifacient as something that only primarily induces abortion. In effect, the word primarily would allow contraceptives which were actually abortifacient, although only in a secondary manner. Declaration of Principles and State Policies, Article 2, Section 13 The state recognizes the vital role of the youth in nation-building and shall promote and protect their physical, moral, spiritual, intellectual, and social well-being. It shall inculcate in the youth patriotism and nationalism and encourage their involvement in public and civic affairs. Question is there any constitutional or constitutional basis for increasing the criminal liability to 15 years old? Yes. Laws granting children leniency are based on the constitutional provision where the state recognizes the vital role of the youth. Declaration of Principles in State Policies Article 2, Section 14 states, the state recognizes the role of women in nation building and shall ensure the fundamental equality before the law of women and men. Question. What is the constitutional policy on women? The general idea is for the law to ignore sex where sex is not a relevant factor in determining rights and duties. Does the law on violence against women and their children or bousy violate equality for imposing punishment on the failure of the husband to provide support? No, the Bausi law does not violate the policy of fundamental equality because it is based on substantial distinction. Declaration of Principles in State Policies Article 2, Section 15 states, The state shall protect and promote the right to health of the people and instill health consciousness among them. Section 16 states, the state shall protect and advance the right of the people to a balanced and healthful ecology in accord with the rhythm and harmony of nature. Questions. Does Section 16 provide for imperishable rights? Yes. Section 16 has imperishable rights. In Laguna Lake Development Authority versus CA, the LLDA issued a cease and desist order to the city government of Caloocan to stop operating the, Cam of the Camarin Dam site. However, the city government of Caloocan filed a petition and sought to be declared as the sole authority empowered to promote the health and safety of the right of the people to be balanced ecology within its territorial jurisdiction. The Supreme Court, in ruling that the ALDA was empowered to protect the inhabitants of the area, emphasized that as a constitutionally guaranteed right of every person, it carries the correlative duty of non-impairment. This is but in consonance with the declared policy of the state to protect and promote the right to health of the people and instill health consciousness among them. Do the rights under Section 16 exist because they are stated in the Constitution? No. Such rights under Section 16 are not needed to be stated in the Constitution because it is inherent to every being. These are natural rights that precede the Constitution. What is the novel element in the case of Oposa versus Facturan? 
the novel element in Oposa versus Pacturan was the ruling that petitioners had standing to challenge the lagging policies of the government. In that case, a complaint was filed by petitioners in order to cancel all existing timber license agreements and the renewal in approving new timber license agreements. The Supreme Court ruled that the petitioners had a cause of action, thus all timber licenses may be revoked or rescinded by executive action. Petitioners were minors who assert that they represent their generation as well as generations yet unborn. Their personality to sue on behalf of the succeeding generations can only be based on the concept of intergenerational responsibility insofar as the right to a balanced and helpful ecology is concerned. The right to a balanced and healthy ecology carries with it the correlative duty to refrain from impairing the environment. Can humans represent whales, dolphins, and other cetacean species? Yes. Humans can represent whales, dolphins, and other cetacean species. And resident marine mammals of the protected seascape of Tanyon Strait versus Reyes, petitioners were claiming to be stewards and sought the protection for marine species from the Japan Petroleum Exploration Company, or JAPEX. JAPEX and the Department of Energy sought to explore and develop Tanyon Strait. The Supreme Court ruled that the need to give the petitioners legal standing has been eliminated or eliminated by a rules of procedure for environmental cases which allow any Filipino citizen as a steward of nature to bring a suit to enforce our environmental laws. Declaration of Principles and State Policies, Section 17 States the state shall give priority to education, science and technology, arts, culture and sports to foster patriotism and nationalism, accelerate social progress and promote total human liberation and development. Questions Is Congress mandated to allocate the highest budget allocation to education? No. While it is true that under Article 14, Section 5, Paragraph 5 states that Congress is mandated to assign the highest budgetary priority to education, it does not thereby follow that the hands of Congress are so hamstrung as to deprive it the power to respond to the imperatives of the national interest and for the attainment of other state policies or objectives. Ginguna versus Karage. Note, the discretion of Congress in appropriating funds remains. Article 2, Section 17 is a mere guideline and does not clip the wings of Congress. Declaration of Principles in State Policies, Article 2, Section 18 The state affirms labor as a primary social economic force. It shall protect the rights of workers and promote their welfare. What does it mean when labor is called a primary social economic force? Labor as a primary social economic force means that the human factor has primacy over the non-human factors in production. What does social justice mean for labor? For labor, social justice does not mean equality but protection. Article 2, Section 19 The state shall develop a self-reliant and independent national economy effectively controlled by Filipinos. The state, or Section 20, the state recognizes the indispensable role of the private sector, encourages private enterprise, and provides incentives to needed investments. What is the purpose of this section? 
Article 2, Section 19 is a guide for interpreting provisions on the national economy. This means any doubt should be resolved in favor of self-reliance and independence and in favor of Filipinos. Thus, Section 19 required that the Philippines seclude itself from the international community? No. The constitutional policy of a self-reliant and independent national economy does not necessarily rule out the entry of foreign investment, goods, and services. It contemplates neither economic seclusion nor mendicancy in the international community. Tanyada versus Angara. Does the Philippine Constitution prohibit Philippine participation in worldwide trade liberalization and economic globalization? No. In Tanyada versus Angara, petitioners sought for the nullification of the joining of the Philippines in the World Trade Organization on the ground that the WTO requires the Philippines to place nationals and products of member countries on the same footing as Filipinos and local products in violation of Article 2619. The Supreme Court ruled that the World Trade Organization is not a violation of the Constitution, while the Constitution does not encourage the unlimited entry of foreign goods, services, and investments into the country, it does not prohibit them either. In fact, it allows an exchange on the basis of equality and reciprocity, prowning only on foreign competition that is unfair. Does the Philippines follow the leases fair policy? No. The policy leases fair is a policy of minimum governmental interference on the economic affairs of individuals in society. The Philippines has never been a leases fair. In Garcia or in Garcia versus BOI, a major investor sought to transfer the Bataan Refining Corporation petrochemical plant to Batangas. The Board of Investments or BOI approved the transfer of the petrochemical plant. The Supreme Court ruled that the BOI committed grave abuse of discretion. The petrochemical industry was deemed essential to the national interest since no cogent advantage to the government has been shown by this transfer and is a repudiation of the independent policy of the government. The transfer should be disallowed. Declaration of Principles in State Policies Article 2, Section 21 states the state shall promote comprehensive rural development and agrarian reform. Questions. How comprehensive must rural development be? Rural development includes not only agrarian reform but encompasses a broad spectrum of social, economic, human, cultural, political, and even industrial development. Does the constitution only allow actual physical distribution of lands to landless farmers? No. The Constitution does not limit agrarian reform to actual or direct distribution of lands to landless farmers. Under Article 13, Section 4, it provides, The state shall, by law, undertake an agrarian reform program founded on the right of farmers and regular farm workers who are landless to owe directly or collectively. The term collectively implies that the Constitution does not require actual distribution of lands. However, in Hacienda Luisita Incorporated versus Presidential Agrarian Reform Council, it was held that any other form of distribution is prohibited. In Hacienda Luisita versus Park, its LI or Hacienda Luisita insisted that control need not be in the hands of the farmers. The Supreme Court disagreed with Hacienda Luisita and clarified that the definition of collective ownership should be read in light of the clear policy of the law on agrarian reform, which is to emancipate the tiller from the bondage of the soil and empower the common people. Worth noting too is 
noble goal of rectifying the acute imbalance in the distribution of this precious resource among our people. Declaration of Pol Principles in State Policies Article 2, Section 22 The state recognizes and promotes the rights of indigenous cultural communities within the framework of national unity and development. Article 2, Section 23 The state shall encourage non-governmental, community-based or sectoral organizations that promote the welfare of the nation. Section 24 the state recognizes the vital role of communication and information in national building. Declaration of Principles and State Policies, Article 2, Section 25 The state shall ensure the autonomy of local governments. Questions What is the policy in this section? Local autonomy is guaranteed to local government unit. What does autonomy mean? Autonomy means decentralization. In Basco versus Pagcor, petitioners seek to annul Pagcor because it is allergy contrary to morals, public policy, and order. One of the reasons for such view is that it intrudes into the local government's right to impose local taxes and license fees, which is evaluation of the principle of local autonomy. The Supreme Court ruled that Autonomy simply means decentralization. Local governments can only be an intra-sovereign subdivision of one sovereign nation. It cannot be an imperium in imperium. Local government in such a system can only mean a measure of decentralization of the function of government. What may be decentralized to a local government? As to what state powers should be decentralized, and what may be delegated to local government units remains a matter of policy which concerns wisdom. It is therefore a political question. Basco versus Pagcor. Declaration of Principles and State Policies, Article 2, Section 26 states, The state shall guarantee equal access to opportunities for public service and prohibit political dynasties as may be defined by law. Questions what is the purpose of equal access under Section 26? The purpose of Article 2, Section 26 is to give substance to the desire for the equalization of political opportunities. Does equal access grant everyone the right to be a candidate for public office? No. It does not grant everyone the right to be a candidate for public office since it is not a self-executing law and it has been held that it is within the power of the state to limit the number of qualified candidates only to those who can afford a nationwide campaign and or are nominated by political parties. In Pamatong v. Kamalek, Petitioner Reverend Pamatong filed his certificate of candidacy. However, the Kamalek did not give its Due course, he claims that the denial was a violation of the right to equal access to public service by limiting the number of qualified candidates only to those who can afford to wage a nation, nationwide campaign and or are nominated by the political parties. There is an indirect amendment of the constitutional provision. The Supreme Court found that there was no violation to the equal access clause. Equal access is not an enforceable right and neither is there a constitutional right to run for or hold public office, who is a nuisance candidate? A nuisance candidate is someone who has filed a certificate of candidacy with the intention of putting the election process in mockery or disrepute, whose name is similar 
to that of other registered candidates in whom the electorate can therefore mistake for him or her or who has no real intention to run for the office for which he or she filed a COC, Omnibus Election Code, Section 69. Does the prohibition against nuisance candidates violate the Equal Access Clause? No. The provision against nuisance candidates do not violate the Equal Access Clause as long as the limitations apply to everybody equally without discrimination, Pamatong versus Comelec. What is the indication that the Equal Access Clause is not an enforceable right? An indication that the Equal Access Clause is not an enforceable right is the Davidi Amendment. The approval of the Davidi Amendment indicates the design of the premiers to cast the provision as simply enunciatory of a desired policy objective and not reflective of the imposition of a clear state burden. The amendment changed the praise from the state shall broaden opportunities to public office to ensure equal access to because to broaden would mean that the government would be mandated to create as many offices as possible to accommodate as many people as possible. Declaration of Principle and State Policies Article 2 Section 27 The state shall maintain honesty and integrity in the public service and take positive and effective measures against graft and corruption. Declaration of Principle and State Policies, Article 2, Section 28 Subject to reasonable condition prescribed by law, the state adopts and implements a policy of full public disclosure of all its transactions involving public interests. Concept What is the policy under Section 28? Article 2, Section 28 The policy is full public disclosure of the state's transactions. The new charter expressly mandates the duty of the state and its agents to afford access to official records, documents, papers, and in addition, government research data used as basis for policy development, subject to such limitations as may be provided by law. What is the importance of the policy of full public disclosure, right to information? The incorporation in the Constitution of a guarantee of access to information of public concern is a recognition of the essentiality of the free flow of ideas and information in a democracy to aid the people in democratic decision-making by giving them a better perspective of the vital issues confronting the nation. Legaspi versus Civil Service Commission Why is the right to information a meaningful premise of the right to free press? If the government has the right to choose what to disclose, it will affect the right to free speech and free press. Control of information is a control of free speech and free press because they may only formulate intelligent discussion based on the information. They are interrelated although independent. Is the right to public disclosure, right to information available to aliens? No. The right to full public disclosure or the right to information are political rights available to citizens only. Compare Article 2, Section 28 with Article 20, uh, Section 27, Article 3, Section 27. Article 3, Section 27 provides The right of the people to information on matters of public concern shall be recognized, access to official records and to documents and papers pertaining to official acts, transactions, or decisions, as well as to government research data used as basis of policy development, shall be afforded the citizen subject to such limitations as may be provided by law. 
comparing Article 2, Section 28 with Article 3, Section 27 or Section 7, the latter is broader in scope and requires an individual to demand information to be operative for the government to publish. What is the remedy if the guarantee to full public disclosure or right to information is denied? The remedy for the denial of the guarantee to full public disclosure or the right to information is the writ of mandamus, Legaspi versus CEC. Nature and requisites. Is the guarantee to full public disclosure or right to information absolute? No. The constitutional guarantee to full public disclosure or to the right to information is not absolute. Access to official records, papers, etc., are subject to limitations as may be provided by law. Note, this means that access to a particular public record must be circumscribed by the nature of the information sought. What must be the nature of the information in order to invoke the guarantee to full public disclosure or right to information? In order for the guarantee to full public disclosure right to information to be invoked, the nature of the information sought must be of public interest or public concern. What are the requisites for the guarantee to full public disclosure or disclosure or right to information? The requisites for the right to public disclosure are First, the information sought is one of public concern or one that involves public interest. And second, the information sought is not being exempted by law from the operation of the constitutional guarantee. Note, this means that for the right to be operative, it must be a public interest or concern. To be effective, there must be no law that prohibits its disclosure. Public interest. Define the term public interest in section 28. The term public interest or concern has no exact definition but has a wide spectrum of subject matter. Public interest or concern is a comprehensive, all-inclusive term. The term embraces every person. To say that only those who have a present and existing interest of a pecuniary character in the particular information sought are given the right of inspection is to make an unwarranted distinction. It is public as long as it involves the operation of the government. In Legaspi versus CEC, the information sought was the civil service qualification of the officers. The Supreme Court held that civil service qualification of public officers is a matter of public interest. The public has the right to ascertain whether public officials are capable or qualified. Are government-owned and controlled corporations considered as a matter of public interest? Yes. Regardless of whether a GOCC is incorporated under the Corporation Code or General Law, their transactions are considered of public concern. Our statement of assets, liabilities, and network or SALIN covered the guarantee to full public disclosure or right to information? Yes. The Constitution itself, under Article 11, Section 17, has classified the information disclosed in the SALIN as a matter of public concern and interest. In other words, a duty to disclose sprang from the right to know. Administrative number 986 by the Supreme Court. Note, while no prohibition could stand against access to official records, such as the SALN, the same is undoubtedly subject to regulation, not otherwise exempted by law. What does transactions mean in Section 28? 
The transactions referred to in the subject provisions of the Constitution have as yet to define scope and extent. There are no specific laws prescribing the exact limitations within which the right may be exercised or the correlative state duty may be obliged. Thus, the guarantee to full public disclosure cover ongoing negotiations or proposals prior to the final agreement? Yes. Transactions is a generic term and, therefore, it can cover both steps leading to a contract and already a consummated contract. However, such information must pertain to definite propositions of the government, not necessarily to intra-agency or inter-agency recommendations or communications during the stage when common assertions are still in the process of being formulated or are in the exploratory stage. Chavez versus PCGG Note, there is a need to observe the same restriction on disclosure of information in general to be discussed below. When is there a definite proposition by an agency? Only when there is an official recommendation can a definite proposition arise and accordingly the public's right on permission attaches. This means that before a definite proposition is reached by an, by an agency, there are no official acts, transactions, or decisions yet which can be accessed by the public under the right to information or the guarantee of full public disclosure. Are there transactions not covered by the guarantee to public disclosure and the right to information? Yes. The following are some of the recognized restrictions not covered by the guarantee to full public disclosure or right to information. 1. National security matters and intelligence information. 2. Trade secrets and banking transactions. 3. Criminal matters. and 4. Other confidential information. It also includes diplomatic correspondence, closed-door cabinet meetings, and executive sessions of either House or Congress, as well as the internal deliberation of the Supreme Court. Note, these transactions may be prohibited disclosure despite the absence of a law prohibiting public disclosure. Court records and right to information. Are court records considered confidential? No. The rules of court grants access to court records to any person subject to payment of fees and compliance with rules. It is not necessary that the request be made by a party to the case. Rule 136, Section 11. Is the right to information on court records absolute? No. The right to information on court records is not absolute and is subject to the limitations the laws and the court's own rules provide. In re production of court records and documents and the attendance of court officials and employees as witnesses under the subpoenas on February 10, 2012 in the various letters for the impeachment prosecution panel dated January 19 and 25, 2012. Do the internal rules of the Supreme Court violate the constitutional policy on public disclosure? No. The need arises from the dictates of the integrity of the court's decision-making function, which may be affected by the disclosure of information. Enumerate the confidential court proceedings. The internal rules of the Supreme Court prohibit the disclosure of the following. 1. The result of the rapport of cases shall only be available to the parties and their counsels. 2. The actions taken by the court on its case included an agenda of the court's decision and only after the official release of the resolution embodying the court action may that action be made available to the public. And 3. The deliberation of the members in court sessions on cases and matters pending before it. Aka deliberative process of privilege. 
explain the deliberative process privilege. Deliberative process privilege is the confidentiality of the deliberative process of reaching a decision. The rules on confidentiality will enable the members of the court to freely discuss the issues without fear of criticism for holding unpopular positions or fear of humiliation for one's comments. Note, the privilege is intended to prevent the chilling of deliberative communications. What is the test to determine if a material is deliberative? The key question to determine whether a material is deliberative is whether disclosure of the information would discourage candid discussion within the agency. What is the scope of deliberative process privilege? Deliberative process privilege extends to documents and other communications which are part or are related to the deliberative process. The deliberative process privilege protects from disclosure documents reflecting advisory opinions, recommendations, and deliberations that are component parts of the process for formulating governmental decisions and policies. Is the deliberative process privilege exclusive to the judiciary? No. The deliberative process privilege is not for the judiciary to enjoy alone. All the great branches of government are entitled to this treatment for their own decision and policy-making conversations and correspondences. Custodians of the Records May the custodians of the records restrict the access? No. Custodians of the records may only regulate. They may provide rules and regulations to prevent any damage or loss. Can custodians provide for a period of time for accessing? Yes. Custodians may provide for a period of time for accessing so that they may be properly overseen. May custodians limit the period of time to inspect? Yes. Custodians may limit the period of time to inspect only to the end that other people are given the opportunity to inspect. Are custodians required to produce lists, abstract, or summaries? No. Custodians are not required to produce lists, abstract, or summaries to those who wish to exercise the right to information. In Balmonte versus Belmonte, petitioners sought access to the documents evidencing loans granted by the GSIS. The Supreme Court recognized the public nature of the information and thus allowed its disclosure. However, although citizens are afforded the right to information and pursuant thereto are entitled to access to official records, the Constitution does not accord them a right to compel custodians of official records to prepare lists, abstract, summaries, and the like in their desire to acquire information on matters of public concern.